When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe better help is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with better help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today is day three of my series, Into the Book, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents by Lindsay C. Gibson. Yesterday, we dug into a little checklist to address some of the personality patterns or symptoms of emotionally immature people. And today we're going to dig deeper into those symptoms so we can better understand why they happen. And ideally, we can identify them in the moment so we don't fall victim to them. And the first characteristic I want to talk about is being rigid and single-minded. This is a red flag when it comes to emotional immaturity. Emotionally immature people can do really well if there is a clean-cut path, but if it comes down to emotional decisions or relationships, they may become rigid or impulsive, which means they often try to cope with reality by narrowing it down into something more manageable. Point is, once their opinion is formed, their minds are shut. They may even become defensive and cold and humorless when people have other ideas. Emotionally immature people often have a low stress tolerance, which makes them more reactive. Instead of being able to assess a situation and anticipate for the future, they might use coping mechanisms that deny, distort, or just completely replace reality. Because of this, they do have trouble admitting when they make mistakes, and instead they'll discount the facts and blame others. And regulating emotions can be really difficult, so overreactions feel commonplace. And once they get upset, it can be really difficult to calm down, and they might expect others to soothe them or accommodate them by budging on their own opinions and their own reality. Emotionally immature people that have a low stress tolerance 
often seek comfort in intoxicants or medications or in toxic relationships. Emotionally immature people are also more subjective than objective. The interpretation of situations really goes into how they're feeling rather than what's actually happening. What's true doesn't matter nearly as much as what feels true, which means that facts and logic and history and all of the reality that you see can be impossible for them to see, which can be super frustrating. And emotionally immature people often have little respect for differences. There's a tendency to get annoyed with other people's thoughts and opinions if they differentiate from their own. And to me, these types are more prone to making social mistakes or gaffes because they don't have enough awareness of other people's individuality to avoid being offensive or problematic, which means these types do end up in role-defined relationships where everyone holds the same beliefs, and even if they're nice and quiet about it, it doesn't change the fact that they do not respect the reality that people have differentiated opinions for a lot of differentiated reasons. Emotionally immature caregivers are also pretty egocentric, but instead of egocentrism like a child experiences filled with joy and openness, they're pretty closed off. Because unlike children who are egocentric based on instinct, their self-centeredness is based on insecurity and fear. And if we are led by fear and insecurity instead of love and openness and joy, we will shut down to preserve that sense of self-worth that is so fragile. And as a result, it makes them more self-involved and self-preoccupied. They will constantly monitor whether their needs are being met or whether something has offended them because their self-esteem is fully dependent on how others react and see them and treat them. And this often leads to an inability to receive criticism despite being true, so they either reduce their mistakes completely by not showing up or the gaslight people into not believing they made mistakes. But when we hear the word self-absorbed or narcissistic, it makes it sound like these people actually enjoy thinking about themselves all the time, when in reality, narcissists don't have choice in the matter. They do fundamentally doubt their own competency or worth as human beings. So as a result, they become so profoundly self-involved that their development becomes stunted by anxiety. And in order to be able to function despite that anxiety, they become preoccupied with themselves rather than just, I'm so cool and I'm so sexy and I stare in the mirror all the time, which is how I've always interpreted narcissism to be. Also, emotionally immature people aren't so self-reflective as they are self-referential, which means any interaction, all roads lead back to them and how it affects them. And unfortunately, that's not in a way that allows them to gain insight or self-understanding. Instead, it's a way to center the attention on to them. These are the one-uppers, the people who can hear anybody's problem or anyone's win or success and top that shit because they want to bring it back to themselves in a way that feels good, like they are more empowered or important than those around them. These are the people who listen only to respond. They're not listening to connect or further understand you. They are simply listening to when they can recenter the conversation onto themselves. But because of the lack of accountability that comes with emotional immaturity, that means they don't really consider their own role in a problem. So they will become very dismissive if you try to place blame. These are the, I was just joking, or you take everything so personal, or that wasn't my intention, it shouldn't matter. And by reasonable accounts, if you are emotionally mature, it makes sense to not want to blame people for something they didn't mean 
to do. But that is, again, egocentric to focus on their intention rather than the impact. Don't get me wrong, intention does matter, and it should absolutely impact the way you objectively observe things. But it doesn't mean just because someone didn't mean to get in an accident that the accident wasn't caused. Intention doesn't dismiss responsibility, and anyone who tries to make it seem like it does is displaying signs of emotional immaturity. And though there are a ton of breakdowns in this book, I'm going to leave you with one central characteristic of emotionally immature people, which is the avoidance of emotional sharing and intimacy. And by lacking empathy, they make people feel isolated. Because empathy isn't some social nicety, it is a central foundation to true emotional intimacy. You really can't have a deep relationship without it. And the highest form of empathy requires an effort of imagination, which has been called mentalization, or our ability to imagine what other people have in their unique minds and thought processes. And this has been called by developmental psychologists a theory of mind, but being able to mentalize will allow us to grasp other viewpoints as well as their experiences, so we can begin to resonate with those feelings on our own. And this one specifically is really tricky because a lot of people are skilled in reading others' intentions and feelings, but they don't use it to better understand people or to foster more emotional empathy. In fact, they are only using it as a superficial and instinctive way to judge and be ahead of the game. So empathy really comes down to the resonant empathy. It's not just about imagining what someone's feeling, but it's about understanding what it feels like inside that feeling by resonating with it. And I think that does it for today's episode, but I'll be back tomorrow to share some more insights from the book. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you so stinking much, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 